This is the Monday, September 20th edition of the Daily Wager podcast. We've got you covered with a variety of action for Monday Night Football, so settle in and we'll set you up in 10 minutes with everything you need to know heading into the betting day. Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. It is the Monday Night Football edition. Tyler Folgerman, Anita Marks with you. So we are going to dive headfirst into the matchup at Lambeau Field between the Green Bay Packers and the Detroit Lions. Anita, before we kind of get started, there are some plays. Obviously, the Packers are favored big time here. No one really expects Detroit to be that good, though they gave San Francisco a run for their money, especially late in week one. And we thought the Packers would be good, but they got the doors blown off in week one by the Saints. Then you come back to week two and the Saints get absolutely trounced by the Carolina Panthers. So what do we really know about these teams, Anita? Uh, exactly. C- coming into this, like explain that Carolina beat the Saints 26 to 7, right? Like Panthers got pressure on Jameis Winston. Sam Darnold played in a clean pocket. Um he was able to pick on one of their rookie DBs that they just drafted from Stanford, Adebo. Like, why couldn't Aaron Rodgers do that? Like, I just – and granted, listen, I, we could sit here and we can say, you know, the whole COVID drama and not having the coaches on the sideline, did that affect them? I'm sure it did, but it just make just going coming into this game, you, you really got to wonder, like, were the Saints that good or were the Green Bay Packers that bad in week one? My guess – is that the Packers were just that bad. I think uh, after we look back after 17 games are played this season, we're going to look at that week one as an anomaly, as a one-off, and say for whatever reason, maybe it's just Aaron Rodgers still hates Florida. Um, it was just by far the worst game that the Packers, especially Rodgers in the offense, played in the 2021 season. Now, possible that it's not, but that is my guess. So we'll see who uh, can bounce back for this Monday night game. We have the Packers laying 11 and a half. At home, at Lambeau Field, a total of 48 and a half. Do you have any lean on side or total for the game? Yeah, so, you know, you and I always talk about game script, right? Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. you and I are pretty much, majority of the time, Tyler, you and I are on the same page. Like, I see the Packers coming out, something to prove after an embarrassing week one against the Saints. I think the Packers are going to be able to score at will. Um, and then I see the Lions in golf playing catch up like we saw with them against the 49ers in fantasy football. We like to call it garbage time with, with a <laughs> lot of overs in the lions passing game. So this is how I'm playing. I'm playing game wise. I'm playing Packers team total over 29 points. Listen, lions defense last year, 32nd overall 32nd against the pass, 27th against the run. And after week one 30th across the board after their matchup with the 49ers, of course, we know they lose uh, Akuda, their, uh, their, their star DB that they drafted in the first round last year to an Achilles. So now you've got a lot of rookies in that secondary that I think uh, Aaron Rodgers can take advantage of. So I'm playing Packers team total over 29, and you can get that at minus 135. I'm also going to play a two-team six-point teaser. My two-team <laughs> six-point teasers paid off really well this week. So I'm going to keep it going and I'm going to tease the Packers down to minus five and a half. And I'm going to tease the Carolina Panthers down to one and a half heading into tonight. So I'm going to tease the the Monday and Thursday game down. 
Yeah, as I said, the Thursday game is the Panthers taking on the Houston Texans. And even though the Texans won that week one game, came back down to earth a little bit in week two. Short week uh, going up against a uh, Carolina team that is 2-0. I like that. That makes a lot of sense to me. And similarly, I'm building a game script that mimics yours. I think the Packers come out with something to prove. Aaron Rodgers told everyone to R-E-L-A-X. And uh, I think he's uh, I, I think he's eager to take on a defense like this in Detroit that he knows he can handle, especially at home where Rodgers is just an absolute beast um, at Lambeau Field. I believe in the Matt LaFleur era, the Packers are 6-0 and straight up coming off a loss. And Rodgers, I want to say, is 45-23-2 against the spread at uh, Lambeau Field in his career. Something outrageous uh, like that. So it just sets up as an absolute smash spot. So many trends um, and so much of what we believe we know about these teams align for the Packers to absolutely smash. I'm comfortable laying 11 and a half. If you're not, you're right the back door is uh, open there for the Lions. Uh, you can lay seven in the first half because I do think the Packers are going to come out uh, strong and start fast. Don't really love the uh, total that much uh, either way. I, I'm not sure Detroit is going to look offensively like they did against the 49ers, especially in that fourth quarter where, again, you know they recovered an onside kick. They had two two-point conversions. There was all kinds of hijinks that helped them uh, really run the score up in the fourth quarter. I'm not sure that's going to happen. So I'd really like to just isolate the Packers side, kind of like you did. Comfortable playing that team total over. Um, would lay it in the first half, minus seven. I'm comfortable laying the 11 and a half over the course of the game because I really think the Packers are going to want to put forth a concerted effort for 60 minutes and remind the media, remind their fans that, oh yeah, this team was 13 and three each of the last two years and went to the NFC championship game. All right. The, the queen and the prince are in the house. You know, that means it's time to line up some props here, Anita. So uh, let me hear it. What do you have for props that you are identifying uh, on either side lines or Packers? All right, let's let's start with the Packers, right? Um, for all the reasons that I just told you why I like the team total over 29, Aaron Rodgers over two and a half touchdowns at plus money. Give it to me every day of the week and twice on Monday night. Uh, and you can get that at plus 110. How about this? Adams, for sure he gets in the end zone. Devontae Adams, anytime touchdown and the Packers win at minus 125. I'm cool with that. Um, MVS. Uh, longest reception over 20 and a half yards. He played 52% of the offensive snaps in week one. He had seven targets. His depth of target was 20 yards. And the Lions secondary was the worst secondary in the NFL in allowing depth of target per attempt. So I think he does have a reception over 20 and a half yards. I'm playing the over there. A.G. Dillon, over 36 and a half rushing yards, Listen, Aaron Jones only played 49% of the snaps. He rushed five times for nine yards. He only averaged 1.8 yard per carry. And A.J. Dillon, he carried the ball four times for 19 yards. So he averaged almost five yards per carry. So um, I stayed away from drafting Aaron Jones in any of my fantasy football rosters because I was hearing great things about A.J. Dillon. So for me, I'm, I'm going to continue to ride that, and I'm going over 36 and a half rushing yards for A.J. Dillon. Those are my Green Bay Packer prop bets. Yeah, on the Packer side, I'm with you there. Again, kind of the game script that we were um, developing uh, centers around uh, Aaron Rodgers kind of dominating, throwing uh, for I don't know. I don't know if I love the yardage total prop at 283. We know Rodgers is likely going to be efficient um, with his 
um, passing. So I don't know if he'll need to throw for 300 yards, you know what I mean? But I do think um, isolating guys like Robert Tunyon, guys like Devontae Adams, those are his favorite targets. And there's really no way for the um, Detroit Lions side to stop um, Aaron Rodgers. So I'm actually going to go under 33 and a half passing attempts to Rodgers. I only think he'll need 25, 26, 27, maybe 30 at the most efficient passing attempts. And then in the third and fourth quarter, you're going to see um, Jones, Dylan be used to kind of keep the clock moving as they, they build that big lead. Um, I think we can look at Devonte Adams, um, 88 yards, 88 and a half yards, I believe is what his uh, prop is for receiving yards. I have it at yeah, 88 and a half. I would go over that. Um, Devonte, anytime touchdown. This is a guy who basically is their running back in the red zone. There's no receiver who's used in the red zone, kind of like Devonte Adams. So those are kind of the ways I'm isolating. Just think back to last year uh, when Rodgers won the MVP, how many times he hooked up with Devonte Adams. I think it was like 17 uh, or 18 touchdown passes. So you can close your eyes. You can see Lambeau Field. You can see Rodgers carving up Detroit. And then, you know, at the five-yard line, he throws that little out or some kind of uh, motion um, play to Devontae Adams to set him up with uh, uh, primetime coverage. So I do think Rodgers has a great game. I don't think he'll need more than 33-and-a-half passing attempts to have that great game. It'll be an efficient, cold-blooded, calculated performance from Rodgers and Devontae Adams. That's the Packers side. How are you looking at the Detroit side? Yeah, again, uh, you know, again, in, in fantasy, we like to call it garbage time. I think golf and the Lions are going to be trying to play catch up. And uh, Tyrell Williams is out. He's listed as out. So TJ Hawkinson, to me, over mm-hmm. four and a half receptions. Now, the juice is minus 145. Okay, but man, 10 targets, eight for 97, scored a touchdown in week one against the 49ers, ran routes in 85% of golf's dropbacks. And the Packers allowed two touchdowns to, uh, to to the Saints tight end in week one as well. I also like TJ Hawkinson to score a touchdown, and you can get that at two to one, anytime touchdown at two to one. And then again, in the passing game, DeAndre Swift, Goff loves passing the ball, dumping the ball to yep. his running backs, over 29 and a half receiving yards. He played 68% of the snaps, ran routes in 65% of Goff's dropbacks, had 11 targets and was eight for 67 in week one. And last but not least, revenge game, baby. I love, and I think, and I think the Lions are going to set him up. I mean, not that the Lions are going to win, but you know, you 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 definitely want to show out. And that's Jamal Williams over 58 and a half rushing and receiving yards at minus 115. 17 touches for 110 yards in Week One against the 49ers. He had nine targets as well, eight for 56. So uh, over rushing and receiving yards for Williams against his former team, the Green Bay Packers. All right, let's uh, start with the quarterback for the Lions, Jared Goff, my former guy as an L.A. Ram fan. I think you did this with Zach Wilson uh, yesterday against the New England Patriots and uh, Bill Belichick, and it paid off, obviously, in a big way. Uh, Wilson threw like 17 interceptions, but just to get to one interception, (laughs) over a half for Jared Goff, you got to lay some pretty big juice there, minus 180, but – Again, Goff is a guy who turns the ball over a lot. We saw that pick six against San Francisco last week. He threw to Dre Greenlaw. If you're not comfortable laying the 180, I get it, but I do think Goff is going to have at least one pick as he uh, plays catch-up mode and is desperate late in this game. Consequently, and kind of um, in correlation with Aaron Rodgers not needing to throw a lot as the Packers get a big lead, I do think Goff will be throwing a lot 
playing uh, from behind early and often. So you can get even money on over 35 and a half passing attempts for the Detroit Lions. Um, you just want to see uh, Green Bay score quickly and efficiently to make sure the ball is always in Detroit's hand playing from behind. And I think that kind of will be the case here. So again, even money over 35 and a half passing attempts for um, Jared Goff. Then uh, receptions wise, I think I'm willing to take a little flyer here at another plus money bet. It's only slight plus money, uh, but over four and a half receptions for DeAndre Swift. You mentioned um, Williams being out. Swift had a monster game uh, in chase mode, catching passes on the backfield from Jared Goff. He's certainly the best weapon, I think, on that offense, uh, no matter what skill position that you're looking at. So plus 130 for DeAndre Swift, over four and a half receptions. I can see him getting, you know, seven, eight, nine targets again in chase mode. If you want to correlate that with an under on his rushing attempts, go ahead and do so. But that's the way I'm kind of looking at the Detroit side. I think golf has to throw a lot. There is at least one pick in there. And I think DeAndre Swift is the guy that gets targeted out of the backfield. I love it. Again, you and I game script envisioning it the the same way. So, (laughs) um, so, you know, hopefully our crystal balls are right. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. That's going to do it for the Monday night affair. Good luck to everyone out there. Uh, Lions and the Packers. Ten minutes, a little bit more maybe when Anita and I get on the mic. For the bets you need, as promised, please do us a favor. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you're enjoying the show, it helps us out tremendously. And we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. 